dude, there's been times where the only good thing in my life was comedy. And man, when that's it, when that the only thing you have is that ten minutes you're on stage killing. That's bleak. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm better now. You missed my misses. I'm doing all right. It's dark, man. <laughs> you for watching the Joker Day podcast. Uh, my name is Lionel Harris. Uh, what is that? Those are sirens. Sirens. Oh, I'm about to say, bro. I thought, see, what you set us up with the horror thing. <laughs> so I thought it was like, for real, bro. I was like, does somebody got like some weird like Halloween jingle like on their phone or something? No, my, my phone's muted. Yeah. Do I, not disturb on. I got to restart that again, man. That's... <laughs> No, deep. Keep that in. I like yeah, that. That was that was that I was like unnerving. Not recognizing sirens. Yeah, <laughs> bro. It's all I heard was meow. Man, Rhino lives meow. in a nice neighborhood. He's like, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Jeez. Yeah, man. Man, you gotta wait from Richmond. You've been waiting from Richmond too long, man. Bro, you're trying to mess up my suburban life, bro. <laughs> we got we got my co-host with me, uh, David Griffin. What up? I'm trying to be stoic. I was trying to go over like the Brad Pitt yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sultry, stoic, something like that. Black Brad Pitt. All right, here we go. <laughs> you know, I need more next time, though, okay? Work on that. All right. All right. Hey, so, no, hey, 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 Hey man, look, I just Jeez. I just dropped sl- snide remarks off in my under, you know. Okay. The, yeah, that's what I do. More. So we got a we got a we got a special guest today, somebody who uh, I've known from the beginning of the scene. Watch uh, his development as a comic, watch his growth, like what he's doing, like uh, what he's becoming. Um, am a fan and a friend. He's always been an encouraging person in the scene too, yeah. pleasant yeah. person to have around. So yeah. Um, Make some noise for a good friend of mine, Addison. Oh. <laughs> That's a stoic call right there. Yeah, okay. I feel like stoic means you don't say a lot. It doesn't mean right, you speak yeah, softly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, he said that. Yeah, that was, that was more of the soldier. It's really tough I, to be stoic when you have to repeat yourself. Right, because I said, but I did say, I said, Hall. I said stoic. What? I said stoic Hall. and uh, sultry. Stoic and sultry. So, so sultry. Okay. Okay. It's the R&B side the R&B of the day. Yeah, 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 okay. Okay, I got you. All right. Thank you for coming out, man. Thank you, guys. This was making the time. I was excited for this. It was fun. I'm glad I could make the time. Yeah, bro, I try to start, you know, the podcast out. Really, just to ease in and, and mm. be friendly because it's not like a Pause. Oh, man. got you. <laughs> it's not a got you podcast, but mm. however, this episode is different. Oh, no. Yeah. Are we so here's the me thing. About something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a real reason why you're here. Confronting. The real reason why you're here is, uh, I think, today or yesterday, uh, David has a podcast with his wife. Yeah, Jen Griffin. It's called Coffee and Beignets. Coffee and Beignets. Yeah, yeah it was her birthday right. recently. Yeah. yeah it was her birthday. And, and yeah. uh, thank you. And, and Addison. Commented, the only comment. Happy birthday, dude. <laughs> Wait, was that not, you put post? dude <laughs> on his wife's birthday, bro? You put happy birthday, dude. Well, Dude's general neutral, man. Yeah, it, I mean it is. It is. <laughs> it is not. Good, I good, guess it is. Good burger taught us that. We're I mean, all, we're all, we're all the dudes. That might be a generational difference. I use dude interchangeably for everybody. 
Yeah. My girlfriend specifically asked me to stop calling her dude. <laughs> I'm like, why, cuz? What's up, dude? Yeah. I'm right there. I'm with him on that. I, okay. do. I, I use dude a lot interchange male, female, doesn't matter. I have. But I just, you know, I Look just thought that. in that particular. I, mean, I, see, I respect you as a comic. That means your premise is bad. Uh, <laughs> you just bail on your whole premise. Well, no, man. Yeah. I'm not. Like, I'm, I do it too. Yeah. Well, I have, but I just thought in this context, it just seemed like it made me laugh. Because <laughs> I was like, that's, does he think it's David's it, birthday? Like, that's what that's I thought. It. It's the comic in them. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, birthday. Yeah, just yeah. being general. All right, I guess I have to start this again now because it didn't land. You know what I'm saying? So no, we're not going to do it where I look bad. Let's start this over. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, thank you for making the time to, yeah, be, to be on. And um, usually I like to ask, you know what? I'm going to let the stoic, sultry dude ask the first. He, he never asked the first question. And you want to you wanna mess up your... My rhythm? The Yeah. The streak? You want to end your streak? Yeah, it don't have to be a streak. Okay, I'm just saying. You know Addison just as well yeah, as I Yeah, I'm curious. You can I'm drink it, just don't show the label. Just don't show the label unless they sponsor us. <laughs> I'm just curious about uh, what, what, how did you get your start in stand-up? Like, what, what um, made you want to do it? So, what made me, I've always been a, I was always a funny kid. Yeah. But I was only ever really funny around people I knew. Um, and then in my teen years, uh, I, I saw some, like, really bad violence. Yeah, I, I saw someone die up close and stuff like that. And, um... And so after that, I had really bad social anxiety, naturally, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And I read about a thing called exposure therapy. Okay. Um, so this is, like, after I got sober the first time. Um, and, like, I was trying to figure out a way to get back into being around people socially without... Because I got to the point where, like, I was really practicing talking to, like, cashiers and stuff like that. Um, so I was working out all the time, like we were actually we were talking about before yeah. the, the podcast. And I read about exposure therapy. And the idea of exposure therapy is like if you're scared of train rides, you go to the train station. Then the second time you go to the train station, you buy a ticket, you stand on the platform. Third yeah. time you actually get on the train, get back off, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I did it, and I figured like if I just do stand-up comedy, which is clearly like the you put yourself in front of people where you have to talk, yeah. is the most extreme version of talking to someone possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went to Kazi's Comedy Club in Uber News, not far from where I was living at the time. And I uh, first night I just went. And it's funny because I actually met Nick D's there, and uh, he uh, he did this joke about wanting to kill himself, and I really liked it. And that's where that was the first time I talked to him. I was okay. like, "Hey man, I really like that one bit." And he's like, "Oh, it's the whole set. That's the one. That's the one that stuck with you." Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next week I went, and I actually I did well my very first time. And nice. I, I remember because I had that new guy thing where I got a laugh and I paused because I didn't know what to do. Um, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Where you're, they're clearly shocked. Yeah. Um, and I, I just kind of fell in love with it after that, and it became like a great resource of like friends, and you know, all of a sudden you're a part of this community, and then like you're on shows and you're yeah. traveling around. So that's cool. Yeah. I remember early. Oh, good. No, 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 I was just saying. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I remember early in your career, a lot of your jokes were about murder and dismemberment <laughs> and yeah. serial killers. Yeah. What What made you make that change, man? <laughs> um, I think honestly, it was a lot of growth. And the thing I, I found out about myself is I, I don't really like. I never try to hit on the vein everyone else is hitting on. Do you know what I mean? Where like yeah, everyone yeah. else, they they like like I had uh, what I thought was a pretty decent COVID joke, right? And my COVID joke is like y'all remember when the pandemic started opening up again, and we were able to drive, and the first time you sat in traffic, and your first thought was, COVID could have killed some more people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. I, I think it was a solid joke. No one else had approached it that way. But when you're at open mics, when 
stuff was opening up again, everyone had COVID jokes. And I was like, well, I don't want to be another one doing COVID jokes. So the serial killer thing, I was actually fascinated by serial killers. I was a weird kid. I'm still a weirdo. This was pre-COVID. Yeah. Matter of fact. I was wait, I'm talking about when I started. Yeah. yeah so yeah. back when I started... It's right about the time the serial killer boom happened. Where like there was a boom. Yeah, there was podcasts. So there's <laughs> oh, podcasts like the, in there. The true crime. Yeah, like uh, my favorite stuff, murderer yeah. stuff yeah, like that. Okay, um, okay. It really started blowing up, and <laughs> my buddy always busts my balls about it, saying I'm a hipster. But I never usually a bunch of people aren't. I usually kind of fall away from it. So it's like I just. I, and also, funny enough, uh, Loray, who was down here, who was still living here at the time, she ran Sunday Funnies. She was like, "You're funny." Please stop doing that serial killer joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so shout out to her. So yeah, I, yeah. I started pivoting away. So this is how it happens. And you just hit on veins that work. And it's like, I found out through comedy that my family experience was very odd, was very different than most people's. Mm, yeah. So I got a lot of fun stories out of that. And just like, because that's the thing, you, you, sometimes you, I would just riff on stage and tell an actual story and there'd be a bunch of laughs in there. It's like, oh, well, I should clean this up. And Okay, so since you brought that up, how true... Is the story that you tell about your father? Which one? Oh, the, the about uh, the. Well, I don't. Want, I mean, I want to set you up to tell the story. All right, so, so, but I mean, are you talking about the Seven Eleven fight story? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that is a, that's a hundred percent a true story. The difference is we won't with him when it happened. So, um, my now hold on. There, is it one with a trucker and is one? Is that the same one? So there's two different ones. So there's um, there's one where we're in the Home Depot parking lot. There's that one, mm-hmm. and then there's the one in the 7-Eleven where the truck cut us off. That's the one I'm yeah, talking so about. Yeah, so like it was a pickup truck <coughs> okay. um, that, cut, that cut them off. So they started getting in a screaming match, and this was like when I was like six or something. And my dad at the time, and my dad, this, for, this to paint the picture for you guys, is um, he's like 5'6". He's probably 140 pounds. He's shredded. Yeah. But he's not, he's, not a, he's not a big dude. Yeah. Um, but the thing was is that he, he came from a, a rather abusive household, had a lot of anger, so he got into martial arts when he was like 17. And talking about like he trained every day, yeah. and this wasn't like the, you know, shopping mall, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is they did full contact sparring every yeah. night of the week. Okay. Which is really bad, yeah. by the way. Don't do that. Yeah, but it, it gets you good. It gets <laughs> you yeah, very. It gets you good. Sh- but yeah. fast. It's a shortcut to greatness. Oh yeah, you're, you're gonna be good, and then your fifties, you're gonna forget a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no, he 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 uh, pulled over into a parking lot, and he, he said he was wearing actually like uh, he's wearing like khaki and dre- khaki pants and dress shoes and a button up shirt, and he hit the first guy, and then the second guy came at him and he turned to hit him with an axe kick, and he actually hit him, and I don't I don't tell this part in the story on stage, but uh, he knocked the guy out, but his leg was up like up, up past his head, and the guy fell into him. And it pulled his groin muscle. Oh! So yeah, my dad had to go. To, my dad had to like <laughs> had to get like a massage gun on him like every night for months afterwards. Wow! But no, that that was that was like who I, I grew up around. Like I grew up. That, it's funny. I was talking to Becky about this. Is like that, that's, which is my girlfriend. Um, violence was like a like a reality. It, like my my dad was never violent with us, but like me and my brother. Sparred. You, and of course, you have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm 31 now. I can tell on him. Yeah, what gonna do, you know? um, but no, it, it was it, like violence was like a real thing. Like it was not like movies. It wasn't like, oh, that's what they do on TV. It's like, no, like if you're not nice to someone, violence can happen. And like my dad trained me and my brother. We had a heavy bag in the garage. We had wrestling mats. My brother was like a really high level wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's the kind of thing where, like, I was this weird fat kid who liked Spider-Man and comic books and, you know, serial killers and weird history facts. Yeah. But if you got me angry, I could, you know, like, do yeah. a single leg takedown and, yeah. and yeah. pin you and then hit you in the head with my hand brother, until I got sore. <laughs> so. Your brother got the ear going No, on. no. Okay. We, we, I, don't, I don't know how, like, my nose is all messed up. Yeah. Outside of that, like, my brother's fine. Okay. I'm the one who took all the ass open. So, like, yeah, I got a scar in my head. And, like, when I'm really tan, it comes out and, like, I can't really breathe out of my nose. But... Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, you need to do that. I, I yeah, I want to actually. Breathe. You can get a corrective surgery, which is I'm thinking about. I want to get if I have money one day. So, <laughs> if I had money one day, I tell you. But yeah, it's literally like I can't. I can't uh, breathe out of my nose when I'm sleeping, so I have to like sleep with my mouth open. Sucks. How do you think your your family influence is like affects your comedy? I, mean, I, I think it 100 percent affects it in every possible way. My parents. My parents had a lot of shortcomings as people, um, but my parents really gave me a great moral foundation. My parents are literally the people that they had nothing, but they would give you a shirt off their back. My parents had multiple people stay with us growing up. And it's funny because, like, <clears throat> especially nowadays, like, um, Republicans, especially religious Republicans, are always perceived as, like, you're a racist and they're bigoted. It's like my dad lived with a gay guy in the 80s just because he was his cousin and he loved him, cared about him. And, like, we had multiple people stay with us. And, like, my, my dad's buddy, Mr. Mike, who was this mixed-race Korean guy and black dude, lived with us. We had uh, my, my dad's buddy, Ron, live with us when his wife kicked him out. Like, my parents always took people in, always helped people, always fed people. And, you know, we didn't have much, man. But I think that really helped. And, like, that influenced how I am as a person where, like, I'm very much, you know, I reached out to you during the pandemic like, to check on you. Like, hey, man, how are you doing? Like, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's the kind of guy I am. And, like, that affected how I am as a comedian where it's just like I'm also someone I'm very much beat marched with the beat of my own drum yeah or which I think helps a lot in comedy because you see a lot of people like you'll see these dudes fall into like these social little circles within comedy right and then they all kind of sound alike and they're all doing similar bits we're like well we're the guys who do the dark bits well we're the guys who do the political bits and I'm always up, up there being like I don't know I have a canned meat bit now like my, my stuff's so weird you know what I mean where it's it's I think that's really had a lot to do with my family where my family was Doing their own thing, um, so I, I think that's kind of I brought that into my adult life and in, and into my comedy. So that's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. It was a couple of like I saw, and everything you said, I saw like a couple of like like entrance ways where I can like take a couple mm. of punchlines at you. Yeah. But like after all the violent history and everything, I kind of hesitated. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do I want the smoke? Well, you know I mean, I yeah. Do I want yeah, the Addison yeah, smoke? Isn't yeah. that why David's here? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, <laughs> Dave, David coming on the injured reserve. I don't yeah. 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 This is the time I'm confident. <laughs> yeah, so. He's a pro, but otherwise he would kill yeah. me. Yeah. I, feel, yeah. I feel confident now. <laughs> Man. Hold on, did you just did you just demote me? Did he just say you the muscle? Is yeah, that what he just said? Like 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 you the bodyguard? Is that essentially what happened? I mean, it's kind of obvious, but you know, I'm <laughs> you know what, man? If it's two against one, bro, we just gonna see how it play out. You know I'm what I'm saying? saying. I, I've won two against one before. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to fight you guys. I like yeah, that. I know, man, because like you, you had black stories. people at your house. I yeah, all the time. <laughs> that was what. That was what I was like. Do I want to take this shot of Addison right quick? Well, I th well, I, well the reason I, I say that is because I think it's funny where it's like, um, it's funny, me, uh, me and my buddy were talking about this not too long ago. It's like the idea that we're, all Republicans are these super racist people. And that wasn't my experience. That's all. That's, that's, that, that was the point of that statement. No, I got what yeah. you were saying, bro. I, I, yeah. I, I, I knew like, what you were saying. I just, I can't help myself. I know. <laughs> but no, I understand what yeah, you're saying. It's the same thing like, like, uh, 
my buddy Brandon Romo used to do home repair stuff. And something I always joke with him about is someone who does a lot of home repair stuff. If someone has a uh, hate has no home here sign in front of their house, they're going to be an asshole to you. They're going to treat you like shit. They really are. And, it, and it's, it's, that's not me being like there was one person. I've had that happen with multiple people. Yeah. And then, like, you'll have a guy with a Confederate flag who will just be like, hey, can I make you lunch? And Brandon Romo, son of immigrants, Mexican fellow, went to a house with a Confederate flag waving under a Trump flag. And he's like, that lady walked out and gave us lemonade, like, on a tray. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've always thought that was such an interesting observation. It's the same thing. Like, I know a lot of really That's because it was, it was urine with lemons <laughs> in it. <laughs> She couldn't wait to serve it on a yeah, train. That was, now I'm thinking that was about what it was. Like, lemonade takes it off. Yeah. <laughs> and an ammonia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I've always thought that was interesting because if you listen to like a lot of certain comics talk, you would think that the world's a certain way. And it's like, well, yeah. I don't see that too often. Well, it's like, <clears throat> it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Some people do fit into hard like stereotypes really? and that's and, why stereotypes <coughs> exist that's the weird thing yeah. right yeah like yeah. some of them are true i mean they're true about certain people but well it's it's like <clears throat> one that i know is to be true and it sucks because i'm in that you know section which is like the contractor thing i've worked with a lot of shady contractors just dudes who just do shitty work and they're shady and they just get by and it's just like you understand, like i 100 like i'm not that guy my mm. dad's not that guy but i get why people are like oh yeah you have to watch yourself around a contractor. He'll try to get you. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I've hired all of them, by the way. <laughs> all the ones you knew, they, they they probably stopped by my house somewhere and scarred me. And I just want to say, like, off the record, everybody that's watching, I want you to watch my transformation because I'm in the gym now. You know what I'm saying? You're good. You know what I mean? And, and it's not. It's, it's muscles on this side <laughs> of the table as well. So I don't know what Addison was talking about. I, I, you know I what didn't mean? want to say this. So uh, <clears throat> I had a... I have a bunch of like comedy photos. I, I have a bunch you. of comedy photos <laughs> Damn, on uh, on my Stan. computer, and mm-hmm. I have one from like I was probably a year and a half in. It was me, when me and you did a capstan mic. It was like us. It was like um, um, Rome was there, Andrew Rock, uh-huh. that Axel guy. You remember Axel? I might know him by face. Yeah, I can't little, picture real that. skinny dude. Yeah. So it was all of us, and you were really heavy at the time. You lost a bunch of weight. It looked like. <laughs> it's good on you, buddy. Yeah. See what I'm saying. It's my journey, bro. Yeah. It's my journey. You know what I mean? Understand. What you laughing at me right now, bro? <laughs> Just because he said I was really heavy. Now you now no, you I'm got something you want to say. Get it off your chest, I'm man. I'm not saying nothing. Get it off just, your chest, muscle man. You now's your time to get him lying, at least. You know what yeah. <laughs> you, the, you the brains, I'm the muscle. That's all. Nah, that's, man. That's, <laughs> the sensitivity. That's all he's trying to see. Yeah, the sensitivity right now is... Tell you, I just let it show. I just own it though. You just didn't have a punchable face. That's all that needs. <laughs> and that's what hit it got the glasses. So that's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, what not? What did you have on? I, I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna say because we just got off on this tangent. But, <laughs> tangents are good though, man. Tangents are good. Tangents like are good. That's, that's how, how you, you get the. But not when you over forty because it make you forget what you. <laughs> <laughs> what you was talking yeah, about? What yeah. I was talking about. Well, I had something, but. Yeah, that jump be and it seemed like it'd be like right there in your yeah. grass. It's like yeah, it's like, like right sand. Here. It's like right yeah. off on the outside. I know what it was. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's the urgency in which I write jokes. Like if I think of a joke, I don't care if I'm on the highway going seventy. I'm going to type it as I'm driving. I might die, but I got to get that idea out. Yeah, it's worth it, bro. I'll yeah. forget it. 
I definitely had down. like pop up in the middle of the night and grab my phone, write something yeah, down. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, when you wake up Just the next goes day, away. Yeah. yeah. The amount Dream of times jokes. I'll be like, I have a great premise, and yeah. it's like I'll get to it. And it's like, yeah. what was that premise? Yeah. yeah. He won't get to it, bro. No. <laughs> no. And it's and it's funny because like uh, I'm starting to try to write in a cleaner fashion, actually, off of your advice. Um, so I'm writing like these premises that are like, like I said, the canned meat premise. I'm working on like, uh, I have like, I have, I have IBS. Okay. So I'm writing like okay. a whole okay. chunk on like, it's, I like spicy food, but like, I have to know where I'm going to be the next day. I have to like game plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, you premeditated, Mark. Oh yeah. I need to know where the exits are. Yeah. So yeah. I have to run out, dude. <laughs> right. Got you. Okay, yeah. so since we're doing that, I, everybody that I bring on, I try to do something called sit down to stand up, mm. which is just if you have a new bit or something that you're working on, we workshop it with you, help you get it ready for the stage. Mm. You can take the advice or not, but just for fun right now on the podcast, if you got something. I got a new thing. All right, let's do uh, it. Bro. I don't know how I don't know if, how clean you guys are. It doesn't matter. Okay, cool. If it's crazy, yeah. I'll just believe out so, the craziness. But so the, I literally just wrote just the single sentence, and I'm expanding on it now on stage, which is... Is Jason Voorhees the first incel? So, like, the whole, it's, and right there, I, that's the thing, like, I'm trying to see if it's been done. I'm sure it has. Um, you didn't Google it. We talked about this. Yeah, I remember did. I saw we you when you first worked it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, well, you see how I do it. We're like, so I start with, like, that premise, and then, like, I expand on the fact that it's, like, the first movie is his mom. And to me, it's just funny. This, like, a 65 year old woman, this, Hunting down and killing all these young, yeah. healthy, fit people like yeah. that's just a funny like 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 uh, I don't know if you saw me. Well, you weren't there. Uh, well, I, I think I did a bucket hits where the premise of like yeah. So if you guys don't know, spoilers. But Kevin Bacon's character is like laying in a bed, and Jason Voorhees' mom shoves an arrow through his his throat, and that's the concept of a sixty-five year old woman holding a twenty-year-old fit man down while also like under a bed. So yeah. it's like a bad angle, and right. it's like this—that's a funny thing to like work through. Like, so I got a bunch of stuff I'm trying to expand on that, and like I think it's funny too, as we talked about earlier, where it's like I present as traditionally masculine, and I think it's really funny to talk about how handsome and beautiful young Kevin Bacon is, <laughs> and like the premise of like, uh, which I've been working it out. I don't know how how many other people see this, but like that weird thing where like a dude who's like early twenties who's pretty. You know what I mean? Where he's pretty, mm -hmm. but he also kind of looks like an older woman. Like you know what I mean? Like he's like a like an attractive fifty-year-old woman. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. See, all right, yeah, all right. So as long as you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I know what you said. That's the th like I like that because I I think talking on that for a long time and then going, see, you guys just responded just like my girlfriend did. Like because I got I, I did it at Kazi's and I didn't get much towards the end when I was expanding on that. And then when I said that, that got a laugh because it's like me. Like okay, yeah, he's acknowledging that it's weird. Well, it's specific. And yeah. whenever you touch on something that's a super specific observation, you're going to grab people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's comedy, funny. bro. Mm. That's comedy. Well, like, that's just, like, to me, is so silly and exactly what I want to do with comedy where it's, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm just up there trying to make you laugh, being yeah. silly, yeah. lighthearted. And, and I, I'm digging what I got so far. But I've only been working it for a week. So. Okay. Your family life bleeds over into your act, and your dad living with that gay man, mm. I think, helped you. Yeah, I think, I think all of it. I think all of it helps. Yeah, 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 yeah. It helps you. It really helps when, like, your parents are like, we got to be good because we're Christians, and it's just like, it's 1130, we're going to be late for church, so we're not going. <laughs> That's how I am. My family, my family wouldn't like that, bro. Like, you had to go to church. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. And now oh, it's yeah. just like my, my my faith now, I think, is more... I try to work it into a more practical... As things come up in life, then we talk about different things mm. that I feel like I've learned about God or the Bible or whatever the case may be. As it comes up in life, more mm-hmm. so to make it more... I try to make it more practical than just... Yeah, I'm that annoying guy where like uh, I'm agnostic. You know, like it could, be, it could go either way. Why do way. you think that's annoying? Because uh, whoever, like, if like, like a great example is uh, Parker Clay, uh, a local guy. Right. I love winding him up with that's because if anyone who's anyone who in the scene who knows Parker Clay, you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. Parker Parker is atheist, and yeah. he makes sure everyone knows it. Yeah, he mentions yeah. it in almost every yeah, set. Every yeah. set. And it's, it's kind of thing where, the, like, I've always been the guy. I'm a guy really in the middle a lot of the times, and I just think it's fun to poke holes in either side's thought process. Do you know what I mean? Just to make people think. And it's it's fun to spin people up. But that seems to be your thing. I think yeah. that's something that we have in common. In oh, that. I think that's something me and you both have in common. Because the things that me and you laugh about, like, like outside of Mike, of, like, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, no, I just mean, like, you, you just said, like, a lot of times you was, like— when you were talking to us and telling us about your childhood or telling us about what you like or telling us about comedy, it was like, mm-hmm. everybody else like it. I don't like that shit. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. go the opposite way. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah, I have that in common. I love that. Almost to a fault. Because mm. now, like, what I had to do as an adult is actually allow myself to like things that I actually did like, mm. but I refused to let myself like it because everybody else liked it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it was hot, I'd be like, yeah. You got a couple kids, don't you? Two. Yeah. yeah. So you can't really, yeah, you don't want to have weirdos like me in your house, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though, man? Like, you were talking, so I kind of wanted you to finish what you were saying, but okay. I can get into that. But, you know, man, like, I'm, I'm coming around, like, I think from my background and, like, my childhood, you said you saw that. I saw violence. I saw things that, like, really scarred me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. I don't really... You know, I don't know if it's made it into my act. I may have said some things on stage before. I, I mean, I think it has. I've heard, I've heard you talk about your dad on stage. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I didn't talk about my mom. That's no. what I'm saying. That's some of the stuff. That's more mm-hmm. of the the more scarring type stuff. But, like, I have, like, like um, I've had to work through control issues and things I need to feel comfortable. You so, know what I'm saying? So, so that I don't, you know what I'm something saying? Something like, uh, um, in my early 20s, I... I uh, uh, forgive me. I don't think I, I, don't, I don't think I said on the podcast, but I, I spent like every night working out, and I didn't I didn't listen to music most of the time. I would be listening to like history podcast or books about psychology, and I'm like just trying to like unwrap. Oh, you a different type person. Oh, I'm a weirdo, yeah. dude. I, like like you like, you want to listen? <laughs> you want to listen to talk radio while you lift weights, dude, bro? You training yes. for the revolution? Uh, that's literally <laughs> what I was doing. You'd be listening. That's to, I'm in my life too. I was deadlifting to, to a book called Guns, Germs, and Steel. Which yeah. is like how society started, um, I, but I've always been like that. Like my like my brother would be watching cartoons and like come home. I talk to my dad about cartoons and like I'd go like I read a whole book about Stalin. You want to hear about that? And he's like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I spent a lot of time trying to like unravel stuff. And the thing you, you read about is like uh, there's this thing called like generational trauma, where like my dad had it came from extreme abuse and my grandfather was like a Vietnam vet. Army Ranger who did three tours. That means he went there twice and went, the weather's nice. I'll go back yeah. a third time. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, you just start unwinding like all this stuff. And I think I was so stiff for most of my 20s because it was like, I was given bad tools to be around people. Because mm. I, I, I was never really good with it going when I'm not okay, when I'm not comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. So I'd be in friendships with dudes who were just <coughs> abusive. Like, that was something I've been reflecting on a lot lately. Like, I had friends who were 
actively horrible to me as a person. And I'd be there for him, show up. So then you start becoming like you, you put what you need and what you want on the far back end. Mm-hmm. And then you bring that into friendships and relationships. And then the thing is, it, I think that attracts people who will abuse that and yeah. take advantage of it. Yeah, Of course. And it took me until 29 to realize that as a, like a guy of this like – like the amount of time I'd ha- I had people who would just be like these succubus on my time mm-hmm. or they like spinning me up or they like make me feel like <coughs> and it was weird because like it's very weird to be like a guy who like I could hurt you like really bad and you just be poking me poking me poking me and I go home and be like why are they poking me what am I doing like, I would literally go like why what am I doing so it took me a long time to get there I think it was I don't think the issue was kindness because no. you want to be kind, I think the issue is it's bound, a, boundaries. It's, yeah, it's drawing a line. That's, yeah, that's, boundaries. It's, it's yeah. not kindness. That, that was well, the thing I was trying to express was it's when you grow up in a household where you're not allowed to have a, like like no, you have to. We have to do this. Yeah. Like hey, you know your uncle <coughs> up again. You have to go. Yeah, we have to go do this. You right. have to go figure this out. And like you carry that because you think that's the normal thing. And it made it where, like, the things I do that I think are, like, the bare minimum of, like, friends, I like the checking on people thing. That, like, that's something that gets brought up so often about me. I think that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to check on people you care about. I care about you. I think you're a good dude. So that's why I'm like, like, I don't know if you remember it. Like, we were outside of Pleasure House one night, and you were talking about quitting. And I was like, don't quit. I think you're funny. I think your insights on stuff are really original. And I really could see you doing something in this. And I mean that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I I just, like. And, And just so you know. I haven't thought about quitting <laughs> since last week. <laughs> I talk to David all the time, bro. Like, yo, man, this this is for the birds, uh, man. I'm intense. I, I, I understand that. No, no, I'm yeah. talking about quitting. Like, comedy specifically, comedy bro. It's is, hard on you, bro. Um, there's a quote I love. There's a It's a collection of advice from comics that you. I, I'll send it to you guys after this. But it's like uh, one of the quotes is, if you're not trying hard, if you're not thinking about quitting, you're not trying hard enough. I love that. I think about that a lot. Yeah. Like I, when you yeah. bomb and you have to drive an hour home or longer <laughs> and you're like, you have like $30 in your pocket and you right. put, you know, 20 in gas and you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the reward for, you know what I mean? Sometimes it don't seem like the, the squeeze is worth the juice. That's what I try to simplify that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't feel like that. And then you have that one moment where you kill and you're like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm meant to this, do this. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is what it's You know what? That, those friends that you talk about, that suck, like comedy is that friend sometimes. Oh, it man. is. Because comedy would just be like, comedy would be like, take this. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you suck. And then one day comedy would be like, here's a, here's a new joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Here's Thank a new you. joke, daddy. You be like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll be you love me again. Or you have the weird thing with comedy where it's like, that guy's not very funny. That person's not very funny. Why are they getting on all these shows? Why am I not getting any shows? What am I doing wrong? Bro, that's is a conversation we always have. I told you, bro, you can't get sucked into that. Oh, no, because you, I've, I've learned to let it, like I said, I've really, this like to put a stamp, last year and a half, I've really grown a lot as an individual, just like. You sound like it, man. You sound yeah. like you're working through. Let me ask you this. Do you feel that. the beard? <laughs> no, uh, I, I the beard. I hate this beard, but it looks better than no beard. Like this, like otherwise, I just look like I have a stone for a yeah. head. <laughs> do you, do you feel like if you if you get whole, that you won't be able to do comedy anymore? I really think about that a lot. I so I'm so glad I'm not. I, that's never something I've said out loud. I think about that a lot because because yeah. that's the thing, man. You look like you look like I'm not gonna say his name, but there was a friend of mine who started comedy about the same time I did, and we became friends. And he was a dude who like he had everything I wanted, like a 
great girlfriend, great job, great family, you know, new car, you know, no, no lingering addiction issues, you know, no anger. He, that, that's like having that uh, as someone who grew up around angry men, meeting a guy who's just like, I don't know, man. Like, you're, just like, that, you're like, wow, how are you doing this? <laughs> and he, he never pushed as hard as I did. And it's because he already had a pretty nice system, pretty nice just coasting. We're like, there, dude, there's been times where the only good thing in my life was comedy. And man, when that's it, when that the only thing you have is that ten minutes you're on stage killing. That's bleak. Yeah. <sighs> oh, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm better now. You met my missus. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Stark, man. <laughs> oh, you got his ten minutes, bro. Yeah. Bro. I mean, I have a good twenty now. After yeah, that, but it's a steep drop off after that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Making me realize I'm not, I ain't gonna make it. What? I got too much good. good yeah, you got a loving family and everything. I don't. It's, it's not that I don't think people with something good, but it's just like he just didn't have a reason to. to I'm gonna go home. My girl's there. I'm gonna watch a movie. Yeah. It's like all right, all right, dude. I'm gonna go to this bar, Mike, an hour away where there's four people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk too long with this girl who's missing a couple of things. So, yeah, who's the real winner here, dude? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, there is. I, that's, that's like a fun thing. Like, there is some bleak. I, I, there was an open mic uh, that was at a bar that multiple times had been shut down by the police. <laughs> um, and I li- and like the, there was someone punched, a, like someone kicked in the door where the doorknob was. And so they just put a block of wood and put a do- and screwed the doorknob to the block of wood on this door who clearly had a hole on it for the men's bathroom. And I walked in there one time and watched a local guy who I still see sometimes shooting heroin <laughs> in the Jeez. bathroom. And it's like, you got to go up in like three guys. So it's like, how long does heroin last? <laughs> this. That's the takeaway from this. You got to go up in three guys, man. How long does heroin last? <laughs> It's like, can you like, imagine can you like, someone calling his name set? and he's just holding on to the mic stand all nodding off? Yeah. <laughs> Dayton's <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, hey, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Like, just, this. It's like, <laughs> so you could hold on to after you set. Yeah, yeah, bro, you could wait. You could just hold it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just tap that vein yeah. after you get off stage, yeah. baby. Shouldn't that be like a treat? <laughs> that would be exactly. If I do well. Good it, set. <laughs> You All right. But for either reason, if you bomb off, you have a good set. Right. Your right. Boy, oh know? man. Yeah. That. That. Uh, there's a lot of that. There is a lot of like. Like it's funny because I, I was talking to another young comic about that, where it's just like you'll get these, these really lost people in comedy, mm-hmm. and it's like clearly they're just looking like for a social outlet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it's a fraternity, man. People yeah. looking for that connection and belonging, and yeah. com- and comedians are, are typically like unique people anyway. Mm. Well, and I, they are—they're searching for something. And anyway. you mix a bunch of different people. Like, like the—you're the, always the guy I bring up. I think me and you being friends is the funniest thing possible. But like, I'm better now. Back in the day, you made, you made friends with like a guy who had anger issues, who was fighting people regularly, was a former pillhead, like and like recently sober. And you're like, I gotta go home to my kids, and I'm like, okay, dude, I'm gonna try to fuck the bartender and fight that guy. <laughs> like, it's so funny that we were friends, and like we were good friends. We could talk for like. 20 to 30 minutes after dude, Mike's, and he's like, all right, dude, I'm going home. He's like, I'm going to go back inside and get trash. <laughs> Tell your kids hi. Uh, Addison, 
What you tell people? This is your camera, right? Just tell people where to find you on social. Yeah, tell uh, Addison L. Hall on Instagram. Um, follow me there. I'll be. I'm planning to start putting out clips. I got a bunch of good footage. Um, I'm also going to be starting a podcast soon called Dyson Dudes, which will be fun. We talked about a little like role play improv podcast thing. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. David, tell people where to find you. Uh, DavidGriffinComedy.com. That's where all my you can get to all my social from there. Uh, also, Coffee and Beignets is the podcast. It's me and my wife talking about stuff. Happy you birthday, know. dude! Yeah, happy birthday, Jennifer. <laughs> happy it's birthday, a good callback. That's solid. Yeah. That's pretty solid, actually. I like that. I can't hate on that. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, this time, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah missed before. Um, LionelHarris.com. You can find me there. Links to all my social. Shows, everything I got coming up. Uh, Joker Day podcast uh, on the socials and YouTube and all of that for this. And uh, you also can find me at the gym after this episode. Yeah, dude, You'll find yucks. me there just putting up mad plates. I can send you some books, dude. Six books to listen to. <laughs> As always, I never know how to close it out. So, bye. All right. That was fun, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, the story I was going to say. Do you remember that time me and you were at and that porn star was on stage? Whoa. And Lionel just turned to me and went, I'm going to go home and hug my daughter. <laughs>